Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer. I'm joined by Jeremy Bradetich. Hello. And uh, Jeremy, I, I just had a moment just then listening to the intro. Yes. That I haven't, just a moment of presence that I haven't had during the intro in a long time. Like I'm a, just thinking. Like, like, like a gift? Present? <laughs> no, of oh. like, of like not the past or the future. Oh, like a yeah, right. Uh-huh. Of like of 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 being in a place. And uh and I just haven't heard our intro music. Like I've heard our intro music, but every, I just haven't time. like listened to it recently. And hearing it just then I was like, man, I like our intro song. It's really good. It's really good. It's so good. The um Shout out to Shook. Yeah, yeah. The 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 latest um album um uh, from Shook is the the vinyl pressing test has has been completed, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting mine in the mail soonish. I should um I should update my 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 address to work. I think that way. Yes, d- depending on depending on house yeah soon. depending on which house I'm at at any point. I think just getting it delivered to work is the safest option. Yeah, we've had we've got uh, a number of important deliveries coming in the next couple of weeks, and it's like ah uh, we we don't we I don't think we're. Si- Signing out. I don't think we're signing another lease. Like I think they're going to tell us we're going to leave. Yeah, but right. Not yet. Um, and so I, I am concerned that we will suddenly be told we have to move and things will get sent here and that right. whole kerfuffle. Uh, just before we jump in, have yeah. you have you been keeping up with these Nintendo Direct uh, leaks that have come around? The like the Switch Two leaks or no, no, leak? no? I haven't heard any direct leaks. Oh yeah, like the, almost the entire lineup for the next direct is well, like not almost, but all the big announcements from the from the lineup have basically. So been. This, this would be one scheduled for around October, right? Uh, yes, if they're going off their or if their 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 current cadence well, which is every four months. It's usually September, um, but is it? Yep, yep. Um, but we don't know when. Like, look, no, knowing our luck, it'll be announced. Uh, in about six hours, um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then spoken about uh, over the next like it'll be then like probably on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, last year it was it was. Um, yeah. No. Like as n- you said, th- they do September directs. That's like a that's like a thing that that Nintendo okay. nearly yeah. nearly so they, nearly they do February. Through. They do a June slash E three direct, and then they do a September direct. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in twenty one, they did it on the twenty third, so it might not be imminent. Uh, or, uh, yeah. But what are you hearing? <laughs> well, like I mean, like uh, w- basically, what I'm hearing is like for the most part, for the most part, like it's there's a lot out there um, about what it is probably. Uh, would you like to know some things? Well, I don't know. You you brought it up. <laughs> uh, well, the, the the biggest one probably again. This is this is like it's it's from this is from that uh, Pioro account um, who has done a lot of. Uh, accurate um mm. leaking lately um the sequel to the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom is now in development <laughs> uh, uh uh mario versus bowser sorry mario versus donkey kong sorry <gasps> sorry um we'll be getting another That's one of those very exciting yeah um wait did they did they, did they announce something for that recently or no what <laughs> i'm thinking of the of the 2009 Remember E3 <laughs> Patreon exclusive episode we watched where that, they announced that's, a, a that's game. That's really funny. A Mario versus Donkey Kong game yeah. uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> um, there's, 
apparently going to be a remake of a what was it? A, a, a remake of a DS and Wii game. DS and Wii game. Well, so like it says remakes of a DS game and a Wii game. Hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what that might be. Um, well, separate games by the sounds of it. Yeah. Maybe um, Zelda. Uh, maybe. Uh, which which Wii game? Uh, Twilight Princess. Hmm. I guess. Or Link's Crossbow Training. Um, <laughs> uh, and perhaps um, we might be getting F-Zero X. Which is wild to think about. F-Zero so, X? Wasn't, wasn't that a GameCube game? I don't know. I'm pretty it, sure it's a GameCube game. Either F-Zero X or there's like... I think I think there's there's something about an F-Zero that, that might be happening. Um, yeah. F-Zero X was the 64 game, and the GX was the GameCube game. Right. I don't think okay. we've seen another one since. Right. Uh, so it says, the remakes of that DS and Wii game, um, uh, the person leaking it has also said that the DS and the Wii game are related. The DS and the Wii game are related. So maybe it's... Cripes, what is it? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm thinking like, I'm trying to think Star Fox, but there wasn't really a Wii game for it. I'm trying to think Metroid, but there wasn't like a DS to go alongside, a DS release to go along. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but like, we know what they're doing for Metroid. It's like, they're not, yeah. like it's Prime. Like, like that's not yeah, like Prime a, 2, then Prime 3, or both. Yeah, and then and Prime like 4. they're going to give us Prime Hunters. No. Would, I tried playing that this year, and it was not fun. That would be so funny if they did Prime Hunters before we got Prime 2, Prime 3, and Prime 4. God. After getting Prime 1. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what that DS and Wii game is. Um, but yeah. Uh, linked nintendo ds <laughs> and wii game you're just gonna get games about link Wii to ds connectivity from nintendo.fandom.com no no this is just article saying pure teases remakes of a ds and wii game yeah here we go uh uh pure also liking tweets suggesting that f099 um because that pac-man one is going to get shut down um Game Boy Advance F-Zero is coming to Nintendo Switch Online um, as well as the name of the of the Princess Peach game. So on this Reddit thread, speculating on these rumors, there are a number of edits on this particular point. Mm-hmm. One of them says, apparently the DS remake isn't a remake of Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Uh, edit 2, they're related. Uh, if it's first party, this narrows it down to Metroid Prime 3 and Metroid Hunters, if it's first party. Edit 3. Pioro liked a tweet speculating the games were remakes of another code slash trace memory. Basically confirmed now with his track record. What the hell is another code or trace memory? I've heard of another code. I think they're just like JRPGs from way back when. Yep, that's just a DS game. Yep. Point and click adventure game. There you go. Well, yeah, hmm. uh, the Princess Peach game is apparently called Princess Peach Showtime. 
It's fine. There we go. Okay. That one's weird. Yeah. That one's weird because they're like, it's like, I don't know why the they just, just announced of the, that. Of the RPG remake. Yeah, but it also reminded me of, um, well, like you said that last time and I still don't super agree, but like the, it, it feels like it had the same similar vibe to um, Mario 3 in there. Like it's all on a stage sort of thing. There were spotlights sure. and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it super looked like Mario RPG. Oh, you yeah. Yeah. That's that's complete. I, I don't know where I got that from. I don't know where you got that from either. I know that the, it, it, it was like shown off almost immediately after, but I remember you yeah. said that last time. And I think last time I also said like, I don't think that's the case. But What, like, a compl- what just misinformation I've been spreading yeah. for weeks and weeks now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about like rumored news we'll hear about that soon no doubt soon i can't believe we we were talking about another trace or another memory or whatever it's called yeah uh well this week everyone we have lots to talk about which you might be surprised to hear considering how much we've uh we've waffled on at the start here it's good though um uh, but to get through the intro here, if you weren't aware, this is the Minimapcast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. You can go to that website uh, to find everything we've ever done, um, like this podcast, all of our other podcasts, everything we've ever written. It's great. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure to tell your friends. Uh, give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us or watching us. It helps out a lot, makes a huge difference, and it's uh, just a couple of seconds for you there. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, you can follow us on social media. Uh, all of the social media accounts for Minimap are at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're about to hit daylight savings soon, so that'll that'll come around to daylight time. Uh, for the live recording of the Minimap cast, we always hang out with the chat before and after and during. It's a good time. Uh, as we mentioned at the start of the show, our music for the Minimap cast is from Shook. And we wanted to say thank you for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, uh, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. To help keep the mics and lights on, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, some extra bonus features like that uh, 2009 E3 press conference watch-along that I just mentioned before. That's uh, us watching along to that and commenting on it at the same time. It's all, it's up there, exclusive for Patreon members. Uh, that's at Patreon, or rather the website is patreon.com slash minimapau. And uh, remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Did you know that um, Patreon has stopped referring to patrons as patrons? What do they refer to patrons as? Uh, like backers or like supporters. Huh. And I wonder if they're actually going to rebrand the company to just patron. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they need to do that. I think that would, I think that would be a bit of an own goal. Yeah, I mean, look, Patreon, I've made those before. Um, like, <laughs> like, 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 they do that. Um, they have done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just It, it, was, it was just weird, though, because I got, like, a... Like, I, I, I logged into our account the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, right, I forgot that they, they've done this. Like, that, that is a change that they made once. Yeah, that's, a, that's an odd one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's fitting that we started talking about this episode with the music for the show, because uh, this week... 
rather last Friday, uh, first Friday of September, you and I and many other people in Melbourne went to a wee little concert at Hamer Hall, mm-hmm. which is an excellent venue in uh, in Melbourne's arts precinct. Um, it's it's really a gorgeous venue, and we saw Orchestra Victoria perform Indie Symphony. What is it? Video games in concert. I think was the the full name of the of the show. Yes. Uh, which was it's it was announced a while ago. It's this concert that was like, um, it's it's all about indie games and and having them performed live on stage by a full orchestra. Uh, we and we saw music from Celeste and Journey. Everybody's gone to the Rapture, uh, Hollow Knight, Stray Gods. Um, there was there was another uh, uh, Necro Barista was in there. Um, and there was trans- two songs from Transistor and Hades each. Yeah, uh, I think that was it. I think that's the. I think that was the full thing. And man, it was, it was amazing. It was great. It was so good. It was. It was one of the best concerts I've been to in a long time. Probably since I went to the uh, Symphony of the Goddess Zelda touring concert um, symphony that they were doing. In Australia, the last time they were here was 2017, I think. Jeremy's got a, a picture up there of all of the all the people on stage yep. being clapped and and uh, being cheered on at the end, yep. taking a bow. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was so good. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, not only like Jeremy, you you said we caught up at halftime because we weren't sitting in the same seats. Um, but something you said at the time when we caught up was that you bought the tickets and then completely forgot what was on the program. And, uh, and so everything was a bit of a surprise to you. And I was in the exact same boat. I was there with Sam. And, um, but something that I, I looked at the program just then. And so we knew Celeste was going to be there. We knew they were going to uh, do the music from journey. Yeah. But what we didn't know was that conducting the music from journey was the, the composer. composer of the soundtrack of journey, Austin Wintery, who walked up on stage and then conducted the, the music. It was, it was, I, I, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Like you got to, you got to intro it a little bit, and and um, the MC. I'm not, I'm not sure who it was, but uh, like you know, I it, can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah I, like, I might look it up. Um, you know, in, introduced him, and as you know, like uh, it was like BAFTA award winner. I think, I think, I think is is was yeah, how yeah. He, how he described it, and then like him being able to conduct the journey soundtrack which was just so so cool um oh, it was it was re- it was really special yeah yeah um and and, uh, and then of course join the Mina shamali there you go host of abc's game show yes yes um yeah it was just a fucking banger of a night <laughs> like like really um it was there was just tons of really wonderful music and and the or- the orchestra was like incredible and the vocalists were great and and it was just it was just a really good time um yeah shout out to the person who captured some of the gameplay for the clips as well because <laughs> like, like there was a 30 minute hollow knight suite and like they only got hit on the final boss <laughs> yeah well like <laughs> in hollow knight <laughs> some some of it was looped like some of it was looping gameplay um not oh, all but of even it. the like mantis lords boss fight and the hornet fight like they no, just totally. didn't get hit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was really good. Um, I, I, I hope they continue to do stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
that yeah, was. I would happily go along to another one of those, An- any or or another games concert done with or- Orchestra Victoria. It was the yeah. the main orchestra was doing the the gig. Um, it, it's also funny because like like when when we 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 caught up with some friends after and we were making jokes about how like. Uh, this was great because my ADHD brain allowed me to focus on the screen while the music was playing. Yeah. Um, and then every now and again, I had to remind myself to actually look at the orchestra because they were playing the music in front of me and I wasn't hearing, you know. Yeah, like pre- that was the special bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but what was funny as well is that like, there was a lot of people there that were like, you know, some like <laughs> this. This is going to sound maybe meaner than what I what I wanted to be, but like some people don't go out much, and <laughs> you're right. That does sound mean. Yeah, and and <laughs> what I mean is like, there's a lot of people there that sure did go to like an orchestra, a symphony, yep. in Hamer Hall of all places, mm-hmm. which is which is one of Melbourne's most famous music venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you look at the silhouette of Melbourne. Um, the spire, which which is above Hamer Hall, is there everywhere. I thought that was above the other hall, the arts center one, the 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 one where they do all the theater. I think production. it's I think it's over both of them. Um, like it, it's it's quite wide. Like maybe it maybe it's not, but it's it it's very very close. Still, it's the it's the arts precinct. Yeah, yeah. Sure, was a lot of people there just in just in a pair of jeans and a hoodie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, there's a lot of people who really didn't consider dressing up for what is a, maybe an event that you perhaps should dress up for, and as, as opposed to just wearing like you know a game tee, some grubby <laughs> jeans, and a hoodie. <laughs> like, come on now! <laughs> Not saying you need to wear a suit, but like you know, wear wear a nice a nice top. Yeah. Get some, get some, get some nice, get some nice clean pants on or something. Uh, I, you know, I can't say I paid that much attention to what everyone else is wearing. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every time there's a video games thing. Oh yeah, no, it, it's how it's how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, look, I'm, like, I, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, you know, pointed in a way that I will also be pointed at executives wearing blazers over a game tee at an E3. Like, yeah. all right. Like, you're trying to relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can wear a suit. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be more natural. Yeah, normal people wear suits as well. Like, people yeah. can just wear a suit. It was uh, There was a moment that kind of clicked for me with the show. Uh, we went back to the second half. Turns out the first and second halves were delineated by international versus uh, national or, uh, soundtracks slash games. So, or the second half was full of Aussie games and their Aussie soundtracks. Um, tracked? Tracks. Tracks. Um, <laughs> soundtracked. Yeah. Um, and they they did a whole bunch of music from Stray Gods at the start of the second half, which was interesting because uh, that was music that was composed by Austin Wintery, also composed by two thirds of Tripod. Um, I, I can't remember the specific the specific names of the people who were who which whichever. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go: Simon Hall, Stephen Gates. Um, I Google Tripod, but, and let me tell you, Kerry, it wasn't the band that first came up. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, they they had they had all been around. They had all come up and been on stage in the first half. They came back for the second. It was like, yeah. oh, you were all involved in making the soundtrack for this game that just came out. Yeah, and you're doing a concert because you've all you've all put this t- time together, and you may as well have. I bet this was part of like a grant to be like, oh, and we've got these these musicians together, and and it turns out Orchestra Victoria recorded the music for Stray Gods, so. Like it all, it all came together. It all made sense. Yeah. Like, this is why this has happened because all of these people have already come together. They may as well have put together a concert. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but it was great. I thought it was a really good way. Yeah. Basically, every game that was shown there, except maybe everybody's gone to the Rapture. No offense. Um, but every game that was shown there, I left thinking, I think I, I will. That is on the next to play list. That is going on the queue. Right. Like right. I, I am getting to. I was playing Celeste last night. And it was fantastic. Well, no, it was actually bloody difficult, but it was fantastic. And did you 100% Celeste? No, I didn't. I never. Did. I played it through the whole way, and then I I left it, and then I went to go back to the DLC. But to 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 start the DLC, you have to have done a lot of the side content already and right. gotten a lot of those crystal hearts by either doing the B sides or finding them in the levels. Mm-hmm. And I only had like four of them. You needed like eight. Right. Because I hadn't played the game in ages. All of a sudden, they're asking me to do the optional, difficult side content, and I, I just, I just bounced off. So it's just, it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> so I last night I um I, I restarted it recently actually, and I went back to that save, and I was like, well, why, I can't remember. I stopped playing like two weeks ago when I was doing this, and um, oh, that's right, I was halfway through a B side of the second level, and it was fucking hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to say, I was like, I think I'm just gonna go through the main game and then come back for the B sides and just do whatever I need to get to the DLC. I think 100%ing it is probably beyond me. Um, right, okay. Uh, unless I have a full written guide, because they've got so many like tiny secrets in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, everything I came away from, every, like all of the pieces of music I came away thinking, like Transistor, you know, a game I picked up and played for less than an hour, like nine years ago, I'm sitting here thinking, I really want to play that, because the music was, it was amazing. I, I don't love Transistor. I, I wish I I wish I did, but I didn't like. I don't know many people who do love it, but I want to. I want to get to those parts with the music now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's a it's a it's a super giant game. Like you 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 could you could do worse. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, like the 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 least well regarded super giant game is still a good indie game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's we just I. We were looking as we were doing the the start of the show, and I was saying to Jeremy, I really wish that they'd recorded that. I really want to listen to that whole concert, just that exact same concert over again. Yeah, and right. um, and you said, oh, you know, they may have, and I looked, and they linked to uh on Spotify. They had the the indie symphony like logo on the front. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's already up. And I looked, and I looked, and I'm I'm trying to verify what it is, and I hit play, and it's just a playlist, but. <laughs> It's just a playlist of all the songs they were going to play that do already that does already exist. Um, gotcha. But yeah, the Hollow Knight suite at the end was awesome for thirty minutes. That was as for a game that I played like forty hours of and then didn't touch for five years. That was great, a great way to like revisit those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and the orchestra was killer. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, like it was just a really great night. And like uh, Alex in the chat has sort of. Uh, uh, said a said a thing that I, I hadn't really considered, but I, I I did more today when I started to actually look at my calendar. Um, that it felt kind of like a pre Melbourne International Games Week event. 
Um, because it did, yeah. I mean, they, they um, Mina even mentioned it on the yeah. on the stage. It was like Orchestra of Victoria will be around. I'm very curious to hear what that will be, but probably yeah. whatever it is, unless it's like the music from Counter Strike, I'll be in. <laughs> yeah, like I think like what um, I have an idea of what that might be, but I might tell you off off okay. off, off pod. Secrets. I will find out. Isn't it? I mean, the, 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 that particular week is in a month. Like we'll be there soon. So. That particular week is in. Yeah, th- starts in less than three weeks. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, because oh, I'm thinking Pax. Pax is always at the end. Well, yeah, pa- pa- Pax is on the eighth. Part of it. So, yeah. so still just under a month. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, indie symphony. Um, I don't know that it'll happen again. It was one night. Um, but if it it'll, does it'll, happen again, it'll probably happen again. Or if there's something, if you're at Melbourne International Games Week and you see whatever it is that that thing is that Orchestra Victoria were kind of teasing at the end there that they're doing, um, I would highly consider going to it because it was just a blast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I think so too. Mm. Uh, taking a, a hard right turn. Um, you mentioned Jeremy that we, uh, we caught up with some friends afterwards. We went and got a drink. And uh, what did we spend the most of our time talking about, Jeremy, after after that show, when we were sitting down, when we were having a drink? I don't remember. I was very We drunk. were talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you had pre-drinks. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been drinking been. since since uh, 4 o'clock that day. <laughs> <laughs> or 3 o'clock um, or whatever. Three we o'clock. spoke about Starfield. Yes. Yes, Jeremy, we did. Jeremy, you've okay. played a decent amount of Starfield. I spoke... Yeah, about my feelings on the game last week. I think it's mostly positive. I think it won't be for everyone, but you've played it now. What do you think? I think, and, and this is a bit of a trick question because I have spoken to you numerous times this week, and yeah. I know what you think. But tell the audience. I think that this game is a step backwards <laughs> for Bethesda. Step backwards for Fallout Four, a game you you uh I don't like. famously really loved. Yeah, and like, look, I don't, I don't even like, I don't hate Fallout Four as like, oh, I think this game is terrible, blah blah blah, and and I don't think that Starfield is terrible, terrible. I uh, like it's, it's one terrible. Yeah, like, like not like I don't think I don't think Starfield is terrible. I I just I just don't think it's good. Um, for for my money, I think that this mm. is not a very not a very good game. Um, mm. I, so so I I the way I treat Bethesda games. Is I think a an open and positive way to treat Bethesda games as someone who who often wants more from a video game than perhaps a studio like Bethesda will be able to give me, um, and I and I don't mean that as like uh, as a slight, but like often what I want from RPGs is I want in terms of like your taste. Yeah, yeah, like like I want something know that's, that they will offer you. I want something that's quite deep. I want something that I can do a lot of role playing in. I want something that I can do a, like a lot of different things, and I can sort of. Uh, fall into this world in a big way. I love falling into worlds and, and feeling immersed in, in the world. Um, so you 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 would choose uh, Disco Elysium or uh, yeah uh, yeah well like you know, like even I, like Red Dead over over a Skyrim game. Uh, more often than not, yes. Um, but mm. the way I treat Bethesda Studios games is um, I know that I'm not going to get that from them directly. Um, so what I do is I, 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 I like to basically just spend time in them and I will usually hit around the 15 to 20 hour mark of it. And then before I know it, I've actually played that game for the last time. And that's totally yes. fine. Yes. 
Like I, I always hit that point in a Bethesda game of like, I'm still having fun. I'm still having fun. I'm still having fun. I never went back. Yeah. And that's fine. That's so fine. Like, that's not like a, uh, I've been put off by this. That's not like a, uh, that's not anything. It's like, okay, like I've, I've had my time and I've moved on to something else and, and, and off I go. Um, I, I didn't get anywhere near that in Starfield. Um, and I went into that knowing that like I was probably going to hit about 15, 20 hours and then sort of just kind of like fall off. Uh, yeah. I, I did not get that with Starfield. Um, you didn't want to take it that far. No, no. I, I got um, quite bored and frustrated <laughs> in, in the world of Starfield uh, uh-huh. very quickly, very, very quickly. I, um, I, I did the opening as everyone who plays that game does. Um, where you're in like a mining little area and then you touch a rock and you get like a 2001 Space Odyssey sequence, as everyone says. Um, and then you wake up and you choose your character. Mm-hmm. I, I spent about an hour designing a character. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I, was in the, I was in the character creator for a little while. And when you say that, do you just mean like physically with their face and their shape and body and whatever? Or are you also talking about... Um, background and history well, so, so, and so, their, 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 your character. So, so uh, both, because I was attempting to recreate um, uh, oh, a, right. a person. I was attempting to recreate uh, Kurt Russell's character from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, an, an 80s movie um, with, with Kurt Russell and a bunch of other, like Kim, Kim Cattrall's in it. He plays a guy named Jack Burton, who is a he's basically a trucker and he gets wrapped up in this whole, you know, uh, mystical, magical story um, that happens uh, in little China. Um, How amazing is it that you could just type in big trouble and yeah. it, and, it, and, it, and that's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. movie is awesome because Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell's character, Jack is like, he's like, he's kind of an idiot. Like not like a, he's not, he's not particularly, um, He's he's just he's a dumb guy. He's a really dumb guy. He's happy to be there. He's not even the like the hero really of the story. The story knows that. He doesn't even particularly think himself a major hero. He's just kind of there just kind of being a guy in this story and it's really funny. There's this wonderful sequence where a bunch of them are in an elevator and they're heading towards what is about to be like quite a big fight. And they like, and there's about six or seven like dudes in this elevator, and Jack's there with his like, he's got his like little mini machine gun, and he's like, I kind of like, I kind of feel like really good right now, <laughs> and they're all kind of like smiling and not. He's like, I, I kind of feel invincible. Like, what about you? And they're all like, Yeah, like we all feel like really good right now. Like, yeah, like we've we've totally got this. That's so funny. It's a it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's so funny. And so I, I, what I did is I, I, I went straight over to where the character traits are and the backstory stuff. And I'm like, well, let me look through these and see what kind of vibe I want to get. And I saw like one of them was like a long haul trucker kind of character, not trucks because they're ships, but yeah, a hauler. And I was like, oh, well, I'll do that. And then I'll spend my time making Kurt Russell. And I, and I tried for a very long time to make Kurt Russell's face and I just couldn't quite crack it because mm. Kurt Russell's got a very specific face. He's got a big mouth and a big jaw and the limits of the character character creator didn't actually allow me to create his his face. You found you found the limits. Well, like I mean, like I I think that this is maybe not quite as robust as a lot of their previous character creators, but I think that right. overall the faces will not 
look as hideous as some of them did in the past. Um, so they've, they've sacrificed a little bit of a little bit of character for a bit more like actually no one looks like terrible, um, which is which, which is fine. <laughs> that's a good goal. Yeah, like it's fine. Like you can do that. Um, but then I accidentally created Jeff Bridges after after getting it wrong a few times, and so I just made it Jeff Bridges from Tron. Um, Kevin Flynn is his name. Right. This is this is how you spent an hour. Right. Yeah. And so and so I I I I had a baseline of mostly Jeff Bridges and I tweaked it, gave him the Tron legacy beard, um, and then gave him the background Cyber Runner, um, because I was like, well, if fucking any of these is going to be Tron, Cyber Runner is going to be Tron. Mm-hmm. So then you wake up from the mining facility from that thing happening, and then and then one of the characters is like. Huh, like you're a cyber runner, huh? What the hell are you doing here? Anyway, here's your mining gun and let's just like, totally not bother with any of your backstory stuff literally ever. And I was kind mm. of like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like I, I you know, I, I, put a, I put a little bit of thought into it. Like I know that like, you know, I'm sure that will play into something at some point. Yeah, like one once every five hours, there will be one time where you can pick yeah. But like, that as an option. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm kind of sitting here going like, okay, I don't really know the point of this backstory stuff if if the immediate reaction was, well, we have you in this mole already. Let's not actually do any of the role-playing stuff right now. Let's just get you in this moment. Which And then the moment is fine. You shoot some shoot some pirates um, and then you get given a ship very abruptly by someone. So abruptly. And then here's a robot. Just, they just give you the keys. Yeah. Which, like, I understand they want you in the world, but I actually think that maybe you should have just already been in the world with a or ship maybe that you own. Like, maybe you should have been on a leash for a bit longer. Maybe, but, like, I don't know why they had to give you the ship. Couldn't you just already own a ship? No, because then why would you be mining? <laughs> why was I mining? So that you touched the thing. What if I was already in a ship and then I had to go save the miners or something? What if I was what if I was on a job doing a thing that my backstory had determined and then I got a distress signal or something or or I got kidnapped by pirates and brought into a mine or like there's like I'm not it very quickly I'm already hitting like a little bit of friction yes, uh, in in, in in this game and so then you 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 meet the collective of 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 rude scientists um uh, and and the the collective of rude scientists and unlike and unlikable characters, um, and they tell you about this this high and mighty. Oh, that thing. young that young kid's not that rude. Yeah, like like they didn't like none of them like felt like that they liked each other. Like they all hated it being there, um, and they weren't like a ragtag group of people who have like you know their own personal frictions. They were all just kind of mean, <laughs> um, and so I left there pretty quickly and then suddenly I had a follower and I went, okay well here we go um oh you mean an, ador- an adoring fan no 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 the like the, the companion that you get from the from oh. the collective of rude scientists um <laughs> uh and so I started to like you know look around and see if I could start you know making up my own nonsense and trying to find some fun interesting things to do and i went to like a president's office and no one there had literally anything to do with me at all none of them wanted to speak to me they all gave me the same like i'm busy like go away sort of thing and then Mm -hmm. i i I went somewhere else and i went to 
I went to Earth because they were like, hey, you got to go to the Soul System. So I went to the Soul System. I visited Earth and saw that it's all fucked up. So I left. Um, which I think, you know, like if you want to tell that story, that's fine. Um, but then I went into a space station that was floating like a, like somewhere in the Soul System. There was a space station that I was there. It's above. There's one, there's one above. There's one on the moon. Uh, this this was an in space space station. Yeah, there's a space station orb- orbiting the moon. Right. Okay. Um, I went in there because I was like, is it like is it the, like is that meant to be the ISS? I'm not sure, but like I could land, so I I flew over there, and I was like, okay, well, what's going on here? And there was two factions that were fighting each other, and I went, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. I wonder what they're fighting about, and so I sort of got myself in some trouble and got in the middle of it as as one does in games like this. Big trouble in little space station. Yeah, yeah. Big trouble, little space station. Um, <laughs> uh, and I took out everybody on the ship and went, okay, cool. Let's find out what everyone's doing up here. Like, why were we fighting? Why? Because like the characters are like, hey, like why? Why is this faction on the space station? Yeah. There was no answer. There was there was not. There was no reason. There was no reason why they're up there. I will. I will say to that point. I I found a similar. I I, I said last week. I I found a, a zero G casino, right? Yeah. And I thought that was the same thing. I got in there and like shot everyone, and there was no one left. And then I'm like, oh, there's no there's no like jackpot for me to like open or whatever. That sucks. Uh, there yeah. is. I just couldn't find it. It was right. like not at all obvious and actually quite hidden and in a way that is like bad. <laughs> right, but like I wasn't. Um, I wasn't like. So I, sorry. Well, I just mean to say like. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was like a note or like something on their body or like, like there was like one room that was meant to be like the final room that had like one scrap on a desk or something that you didn't find that maybe explained it. But like, I'm used to their games being a little bit more obvious with their environmental storytelling with what's going on. Yeah. Like, like maybe I missed something. But I, I was pretty thorough. Like I like I was trying to be very thorough. Um I know that the game is the game's visual language is a little bit busy at times and it's very easy to just like gloss over stuff. Um yeah. but like I was I was very much looking for a reason to be here and I found none. And I went, Well, I guess I might just not bother going to another space station because this seemed like a gigantic waste of time and ammunition. Oh, um, damn. I'm, I'm I'm sad that that was your conclusion. Oh, I understand why you made it. And and I um yeah. I found I found a space station. Well, it wasn't a space station. It was a, I, I jumped into a system today, and there was a like an armored cruiser, like a like a like a armored like an armored cruiser that that was used to transport money from place to place. Mm. Um, and it was being attacked by pirates. I took out the pirates, but they're on board as well. And the thing that was cool was that the ship's gravity, artificial gravity was constantly cycling on and off every like 20, 30 seconds. And it completely changed the combat I was in and that led you to find secrets and stuff like that. So there are, there are like cool things that you can find out there. But Well, like, I think that the thing is that like, this didn't feel like someone had put this together. This had felt like a thing that had happened semi-organically, um, or or uh, algorithmically, mm. um, and it, uh, but but in like a bad way, not in like a hey, like that's cool that like random stuff can happen all the time. In like a 
man, there's just going to be shit happening everywhere, huh? Um, like sort of way where like there was like I was. Look, th- 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 there was there was a very interesting um, uh, thread that that I, I read today um, on Twitter, which which I'll, I'll I'll bring up at the end of this because um, I, I just I just want to round up sort of where I went from there, which is I went to Mars because um, you you got to go there next, and I tried my fucking darndest to land in the in the planet space station three or four times and fucked that up and landed next to it because the UI is dreadful when doing anything that's planet related. And then when I had to try and do that, I had to then take off into space from my cockpit as opposed to just fast traveling from the cockpit or fast traveling from where you usually fast travel from. Which is anywhere. Which is anywhere. And every time you take off from the cockpit of the space station, the UI loads up the entire like flying UI and then you get a loading screen and then you're just in space. And that leads me to believe that at some point, perhaps the design goal of this game was that you could be able to take off and it just didn't get there. And perhaps this is a remnant of that. I don't know for sure, but it sure feels like that because the rest of it sure doesn't feel great. Um, mm. And anyway, I land on Mars and I'm there and someone immediately is like, hey, like you want to go mining um, for me? And immediately I'm like, Ugh, all right. <laughs> um, and I looked at my quest log and it's full of shit already. And I went, oh, Jesus, fuck, who are all these <laughs> names? I don't want to do any of this stuff. And so he's like, hey, well, go get me some 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 mining ore. You know how to mine. And I'm sitting here going like, this isn't my character at all. Uh, but I guess that's what I'm going to do. So this I, is definitely the, the Bethesda game where I've said no to the most. I've, yeah. I've said no to more people than ever before. There's a lot it's of... It's like, I'm not interested in doing that. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. Like there's, there's, there's so much of this game asking me to do some of the most boring things i could possibly imagine um i don't know why they didn't i don't know why they made an executive decision to not remove the boring from this game i think that was a really bold choice for them to say (laughs) we're gonna include the boring in starfield well Um, they they put it in yeah i don't know why they did that that was (laughs) like they could have not done that and it would have been a better game um but yeah i get there and he's like go get me mining stuff and apparently i already had mining mining i'd mined ore in my pocket and i'm like well here you go and and what i thought was funny is he goes i don't know why you had that in your pocket but i'm not gonna ask any questions and i'm like okay and he's like go take it to this refinery like upstairs and the and again i again look at my quest marker because i didn't equip the quest in i look at the quest log sorry because i didn't equip that quest correctly and i saw even more things pop up in there as people adjacent to me had more um, conversations, which apparently so that had like in the activities thing, how you open up that like miscellaneous tab at the bottom. Yeah, and like yeah. some of these quest markers, some of these quests are like, look at your ship inventory. I'm like, this isn't a quest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a that's a tutorial, and you can teach me a tutorial, but like that's not that's not a thing. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm going to get away from this al- from this algorithmically generated content and let me get back to some of like the actual story or like... Just going to open the door, keep going. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get away from like some of this algorithmically generated content and I'm going to start moving into the more authored, written uh, content by uh, people. 
Um, and then I realized that I was actually doing that. And the content that I was doing was not generated, um, was actual stories. So you, you keep saying that. Yes. And I think I'm, I've heard you say, so, so rather, you've, you've said this to me during the week. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm officially here to call bullshit. On? On that being like a main story thing or mm. non-generated content, like actually curated, authored content. Well, I don't think that was. That sounds exactly like all of the generated content I've seen. Well, th- that one was was a very early written. That that that's just a quest. That's not like it's not like it's not like it's not like main quest line stuff. But it is. Did the character have a name? Uh, I think so. I don't remember what because, it was, but I, I but I think it was because it, that that whole like you land somewhere on a planet and then you go to like an outpost and you talk to the person there and they're like, oh hey, can you like do this thing for me? Like that is what every outpost is like, and they all have a quest that's like that for you, and they're all garbage. And it sounds a lot like that, and that is those are the generated quests. Okay, well, the, then... a lot of the a lot of the the authored side content have named characters that have interesting problems that require more than just go here and break a rock. Okay, because when I went back to do then just the main story quest, the quality of writing that I was experiencing in that <laughs> was like identical to what that, that that is why I assumed that this was not a generated quest but was an authored mm. quest because the writing was on par <laughs> with the main <laughs> story and I went, "Oh, this is just all terrible. This mm. is like some of the worst boring writing i've i've seen from this studio before and i mean like i could come in here and say oh bullshit or whatever but like that it is leaving you with that impression is not good it is bad it yeah. is bad that you are getting to a point of thinking is it all like this i don't want to be involved if it is i also think it's just bad to have that content like i don't think that that content is actually worth anything that content is I mean, the, the only thing it's worth is filling out the planets right because they, they want to offer you all of these places to go and they don't want them to literally be like moons where no one what no one has ever been, even although that's kind of actually the, that, that's the, what they the idea. Are. That is exactly what they are. Except every planet you land on has uh it either has other people visiting it. I landed on a planet today and three other ships flew down from space in my nearby five hundred meters. It's like, what are you all doing here? Fuck off. <laughs> like this planet's huge. What are you doing here? And there's also a refinery over there and a trading outpost there and a science outpost and a, and a bandit camp. And it's like, wait, this is just one moon. Why are you all here? It feels you're like always, you're always within a kilometer of me. It feels like the most incorrectly decided sized universe. Like, like, like galaxy, mm. like space universe. Like everything, this scale of almost every single aspect feels completely incorrect. Like, yeah. the, like the, the the cities themselves are maybe the the most like fine thing. Like they're they're fine. They're just cities. Um, yeah, and you know they give you a bit of that like Diamond City vibe. Like Aquila City's kind of big and rambly. Like it kind of goes on for a while. Yeah, and there's different floors and all that stuff. And like, and and that's that's fine. But then like space feels skippable <laughs> like outer space feels entirely optional um but also in a way of like you can try to engage with it but there's not that more much more to engage with yeah it. yeah like they, they 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 can't put too much resources in this optional content because that's how you know budgets and and math works is is how that feels and then yeah. 
the the like the generated locations on planets feel like there's a thing exactly like exactly a five minute walk from everything no more no less everything is like it feels like everything is on a grid right and every every chunk of land has got exactly one point of interest directly in the center of it and then getting told to do things feels either ridiculously tedious or that is so fucking far away there is nothing that feels exactly right to go and do at any point mm. in my entire like six or seven hours of playing that game. There was at no point where I was like, yeah, that's actually going to be like a little adventure for me to do. There was, there was no running from, um, there's no running from what's the first town in, in Skyrim called? Uh, Helgen. Yeah. Yeah. There's no running from Helgen to white run. Yeah, there's, there's, there's there's no like the bombs are dropping. Get in the vault. Yes, yeah. There's or, no or like growing up in the vault with Liam Neeson as your dad, or, or just or even just making it to Megaton, right? Like yeah. like making it to Megaton is like a like it's like for where you are in that game, that's like a bit of a journey. Um, it is, and you make it there yourself. Yeah. Um, you don't make it to New Atlantis yourself. You are railroaded there, and then once you're there, they're like they let you go in it, and it's not that fun to be in. Yeah, um, like like there was. Like there was a complete, there was, I don't know what the opposite of vibes are, but the first like city you go to has the opposite. Vibance. Yeah, it is, it is the opposite of vibes. It is the antithesis of vibes. It was like sterile. Yeah. And also all the quests are sterile. Yes. Except that, that there was that one where I had to like go, go take some cursed boots and put them on, in a box on an off-world space station. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that right? was funny. But like, you know, it would, that was, that was after like three hours of exploring. I found that quest. Um, yeah. For me, I, I find the most fun in, um, like I enjoy the combat, uh, and I enjoy looting stuff. I, I like the space combat. I like spaceship modification. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'll touch on that in a sec with, with something else I just remembered, but for me, it became, Bouncing from the larger, more altered content became the best part of the game. Even the side quests, like rocking up into a, into a, into a new system and getting hit with the distress call, going down and it becomes this whole like two-hour thing. And that, that was great. I felt invested. They, were, they, give, they gave you the characters and their context and their background. They're meant to be at odds, but they're both, you know, in the thick of it. And like, it was a whole thing. Like, that was really good. So like, there's, there is plenty to enjoy, but it, it can be buried. And it's like I said last week, the game gives you plenty of opportunity to play it in a way that might be wrong for you. Um, like, I think, yeah. like, like, and like, may, may, maybe my expectations were too high in terms of, you know, like, as, as one does when you're a big studio with a lot of, loved history like you talk mad Mm. game like i get that but i also don't know why this game took so long and (laughs) this is it (laughs) like a scathing review like what were they like what what took so long and this is what we get because so much of this is what we already had. There is 
a tremendous, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't reuse stuff. I'm not saying that, like, oh my god, it's the same animations as Fallout. I'm, I'm, I'm not like th- those people are morons. What I'm saying is like they they went all the way back to the drawing board on this. It's a new IP. It's it's an explicit new thing from Bethesda Game Studios, mm. and what we got was. Space Fallout. Well, but like it wasn't, it's not even Space Fallout because Space Fallout has a bunch of time in the middle of cities where I'm like, you know, having my own adventures, um, you know, with like a, a dramatic, this is, this is like, this is algorithm Fallout because mm. all the planets, they're, they're not authored, like they've got authored chunks, but it's like the worst part of, of, the, of the Bethesda RPGs. Like, what if we made a game based on that? It's a good point because what you what you touch on there is that uh, th- not only it, it's not like the best parts of Skyrim and Fallout were finding the landmarks in each of the locations. It was also how they stitched them together and totally. put them in context in the world. Yeah, um, and being able to leave a cave or like you you go into a facility and you exit out the back entrance and find yourself like on the other side of this mountain and in the distance there's a fuel station and you go there and well, I don't know which game I'm talking about now. Who knows? Who knows? Well, like, but, but, like, but that's all of them, right? It's like, you know, yeah. like going in one way and coming out another is like an exciting adventure way to allow you to move through a location and then realize you've also made progress. Like that is... Yeah, and it gives you that Breath of the Wild, like constant reward thing over the hill like thing to go to we we learned like they did it before breath of the wild you know (laughs) we learned this in a little video game called super mario brothers when the very first time you go down a warp pipe and then you come out the other side you've made (laughs) progress while also doing a different new thing like that is like as old as video games and to be fair they they do have some facilities that are like that where you where you do that the problem is it's on a planet where you come out the other side and it's surrounded by the more same generated boring landmarks. land yeah it's just land <laughs> they've made the most amount of land <laughs> landfield landfield Starland. There's the name of the episode. It's Bethesda Game Studios Landfield. Landfield. Finally, just put that. Just changed last week's episode. Now. Yeah. Finally, got a good one. Like and uh, like, w- 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 the other the other conversation that we have, which I think is worth bringing up, is that like the 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 introduction to this game is really dull. Um, and yeah. like the I was comparing it to the most like to a bunch of the more recent. Um, games from Bethesda Game Studios, so like the like the dragon attack in Skyrim, the the bomb going off in Fallout Four, the bomb going off in Fallout Three, both of the all three of those things happen like uh, introductions to those video games, all really exciting. Having to run mm. away from a dragon and quickly make a split decision based on just vibes, which of these two people you want to run away from, you go to. Oh the, my god, there's fire! Oh my god, I got to run! Oh yeah, my god, yeah, you just run, and then you get to the first town, and then you make your way to right one, right run. You do an entire like segment. You then go up the tower, get learn how to shout, come down, kill a dragon, and then the entire game is ready for you, right? And like that's like a good. Six if you hours. didn't fall, if you didn't go off on your own path already by that totally point. like and 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 you probably will when you're playing that game for the first time but you're but al- there's not so much that you get like lost in the source you know like yeah. it's still you're still getting skyrim if you do that exactly 
Fallout Three, you have the entire prologue with with Liam Neeson, your father, and and it's and it's all quite good and it's acted really well. And then there's this thing that happens and he leaves and then you go you getting attacked and you gotta, you know, fight the overseer of the vault that you're in, then you leave, you go to Megaton and you're on this wild goose chase trying to find your dad. And all that is really thrilling as well. That's the story I hope they adapt for the Fallout show. Um Mm-hmm. Fallout 4 even maybe this is this is more less interesting than than the ones that we've just had but there's at least a story about you know like your child is taken and your your spouse is murdered and and then you go back to the town that you were just at personally um like yeah, five, like getting to be there before ago. the bomb and then going there after like that's a really cool conceit totally for and like not done in the Fallout franchise that we that we're most familiar with at least. I don't know if they did in one and two, but like that's really interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a good way to start a story, and then you meet the robot and and that stuff, and and then you go and you meet Preston. And even how like you're the only one who actually knows what baseball is because you're the only one who was actually alive then. Totally. And, and they're talking about what baseball is, and it's about and they think it's about killing people on the field, and it's like and, not. And like you meet you meet the Minuteman, and then you you fight a Deathclaw, and, and and all that stuff, and it's it's exciting. It's at the very very least, yeah. I remember all of that. I could barely remember the beginning of Starfield, and I played it like less than a week ago. It is so yeah. dull and dry, and there are no characters really aside from the guy that gives you his ship. Yeah, and then he get and then he you leave him behind. I, I was I was even hoping that the robot was going to be a Tars. Right, I was hoping he was going to be a, a like a C three PO esque kind of thing that's going to be your gateway into this world. He's going to tell you the shit that's obvious to everybody that lives there, but you don't, and so you get that story through him in a way. And I really don't like the robots in this game. They're fucking boring as hell. They're so boring. They have very little to say because they're like, oh, I don't have emotions. And they take so long to say anything. It got to the point where I was like, I just actually can't be bothered trying to talk to you. Do you remember the robots in, in New Vegas? The ones that, that just wheel around and with the, the wheel and the, and yeah. the screen? Like there's some yeah, character they had, there. They, proper, they, were, they were just voiced for the most part. Well, yeah, but they were voiced like they were like like robot generating um like like Saturday morning serials. Um, yes, but it also meant that they then spoke faster. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I I'm not going to go back to this game. Yeah, it's it's a shame it didn't hit, but um, it it's not like you don't have plenty of things to play this year. Like uh, yeah, and like like part of me is like part of me is bummed because well like no okay I am bummed because I really wanted to I was excited for this. We've spoken about this and and my excitement for this game. I was ready for another one from that team. I was mm-hmm. ready for another big space game. I love space game. Mm-hmm. I love space game. <laughs> Space game, good. Space game, great. This one, barely a space game. Hmm. Man. Yeah. I'm still liking my time with it, but uh, it. I hit this moment where I caught up a bit with uh, kind of, since I got COVID, I've been behind on kind of funny's content. And so I caught up to their Starfield stuff. And uh, Craig Miller there, he's talking a lot about how he's on his like fifth New Game Plus playthrough. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? In a Bethesda game, you're you're on your fifth New Game Plus playthrough? And also Greg Miller, who's someone who doesn't... He doesn't replay games. It's not his thing. He finishes them and then he moves on. 
If it's a game he really likes, he'll platinum it. And then he moves on. So it's been this really weird thing. And I've heard multiple people say, you know, it's it's a new, like it's it's a it's a there is a really good reason apparently to go and do that. And you looked it up last week. I still don't want to know what it is. I want to find it myself. But what that has meant is it completely trivializes any investment I've made in this run through. Because if I spend another five, 10 hours on my ship, it's all going to go away. If I build, if I, if I focus on like going to certain planets because they've got certain resources so I can build certain things for my outposts to make it big, to make it beautiful, to make it the best, it all goes away when I hit New Game Plus. So why would I bother? <laughs> yeah, I, the more I think about what that thing is at the end of it, that, that comes up three mm. plus playthroughs through, like, like, I really don't get it. <laughs> like, I really, <laughs> I really don't understand. I think it's a, it is a, a, a contradictory design choice. Um, mm. And I... And I wonder I, if it's, it's them trying to uh, address the players who, who do put in 400,000 hours into a game like this and give them a way to keep earning skill points and to start over but not fully start over but still start over like i think that's good to have in this game in a game like this but in like, the official setting no, but out of all of the issues from bethesda game studios video games people don't have enough things to do or people have not like don't have enough avenues to put more time into it yeah has never been a concern that anybody's ever had consider though jeremy this game came out on game pass and if they keep people playing this they're getting more money per customer if they're playing if they're using game pass to play that game for eight months 12 months 18 months compared to their one-off 120 dollars purchase i think there is an incentive for them to stick around I, i think that maybe that might be related to it which would, oh, yeah, I don't think it's fully there. Like that's that's borderline. That's that's even borderline conspiratorial for me. Well, like, I mean, is... like I, I can see them using the new game plus feature as uh, a bullet point on a proof of concept that they hand to you know the overlords of of Microsoft to say like, hey, we have a reason that people want to stay subscribed to Game Pass for our video game. Yeah, I just wish instead of what it is. I just wish that instead of New Game Plus, it's um, like a, a good writing was perhaps a thing that maybe <laughs> that they might want to have considered. Because holy you know, fuck. somehow I doubt that New Game Plus took that much away from the writing aspect. No, I know. I'm, 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 be- I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm being rude. Um, uh, but yeah, I just like I, I, yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see maybe, especially in the, in the age of the some of the more recent games. Um, from Bethesda have got a, a lot more live service elements um, mm. in them. Um, I I hope that that is, does not become a trend with them. I don't think that it I will. I don't know if their games release close together enough for them to develop trends. <laughs> uh, I mean... Which is, which is well, a silly I mean, thing to say. Like, that's my first blush. And all of their games are so similar that that's clearly false. But, but like, um, but, but uh, Redfall is Bethesda. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sorry, yeah. I, 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 I meant Bethesda Game Studios. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sorry, I, I was thinking, like, uh, the, the through line of Deathloop, Redfall, like, Starfield. Well, you're thinking, like, Bethesda Zenimax. Yeah, yeah. Bethesda yeah, Publishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beth- Bethesda the company, not the, yeah. not the, not just the studio. Not the studio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
I, uh, I, I, for me, I'm getting to the point where like, if I don't get to the end and start seeing that stuff soon, I'm close to just deciding to put it down, which I've actually never done with a Bethesda game before. Like deciding that I'm done with it. Yeah. Because like all the while I've been playing it, it's been like, I know there are games I enjoy more than this right now. I just am enjoying this and I'm happy to put time into it rather than something else. But as the weeks drag on, I'm getting to a bit of a like, okay, no, I actually need to get back to Armored Core. I need to get back to Zelda. I need to start Baldur's Gate. This isn't, act, it, it's, not, it's not enough to keep me for weeks and weeks when I've got all of those things at my door waiting. Sure, like, yeah. Like, even if I'm not done, like, I might have to decide to be. Um, and, like, that's a different factor, right? I wasn't working in the industry or, you know, whatever, when we did, when, when Fallout 4 came out. But, like it's just i can't i can't justify putting that much time into this game if it's going to take that long to get there and then wipe all my progress yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i've got one final game for we've been playing and i won't i won't take i'll, I'll be very brief on this but i'm um, so excited fi- <laughs> final fantasy 7 ever crisis has finally released that's right the game they announced i don't know when not long after remake came out uh, uh was it a part of that like it was even before that like final fantasy 7 direct they did right where they announced rebirth um i think they just showed it off again there yeah i think i think it was announced it might have been like a it might have been e3 yeah yeah maybe like the square enix yeah uh e3 where they showed off avengers um, oh no no no! I, th- I think it was after that, but I think it was I think it was the it was the last E three. It was that weird one. Yeah, that weird one. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear? Sorry, real quick. Did you hear that E three twenty twenty four is not going to go ahead, and they're going to reinvent themselves for twenty twenty five? I think so. Yeah that that came out a few weeks ago now, right? No, no. This is like yesterday. <laughs> oh no! I didn't hear anything yeah. from yesterday. Yeah. I yeah I. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, ESA. Do, uh-huh. do, you, you keep limping along there. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Ever Crisis finally came out. It's, yes. the, it's, the, it's the phone game of Final Fantasy VII. It, it brings together and, and uh, puts all of the Final Fantasy VII games in one place. So, like, you're meant to be able to play through Dirge of Cerberus, I think. I can't read the font on it, so it's too small. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's Dirge of Cerberus and also Crisis Core and also the main game of Final Fantasy VII. It's, um, it's all there. Uh, you walk around as, like, little chibi Cloud and Tifa and Barrett doing the main thing. Um, and I, it was kind of interesting. It starts with this um, very cinematic entrance of, like, Cloud fighting Sephiroth just somewhere, just randomly, just, just, just like apropos of nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, oh, Cloud gets weak, he can't do it, and then Zack comes out of nowhere, and then he fights Cloud, and he, like, falls over, and then Sephiroth says something, and then the, and then it goes to the start of Final Fantasy VII, go, you go to the bombing runner, just like, like, it's really weird. It breaks my brain to see Cloud and Zack in the same place <laughs> yeah. at the same time, using the same sword. I don't know if you know this, Jeremy. Cloud's Buster Sword is Zack's Buster Sword. Yeah, no, no, I know this. They're the same sword. So, like, the, like, key art for the game is, like, them standing back to back with the same sword. I'm like, whoa. And then I think about it. I'm like, wait, that's what's happening in the next game. Whoa. It, it, anyway. it, it reminds me of, like, 
Did you ever see like photoshopped art of like Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter all in the oh, same no, image? No, I didn't, but I. But you know I what know, I mean, I right? I know enough about what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, you know, Master Chief in the same image as like Marcus Phoenix from Gears yeah, of War. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, or like with with uh, Samus. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, um, this is, this is kind of what this game <laughs> gives me the same vibes of. Yeah, I mean, all. <laughs> let's just say it now. All Final Fantasy content is basically just professional final fantasy 7 like fan fan content yeah, yeah. at this point mm-hmm. um so you do that first run and then it's an explosion of gacha game mobile bullshit <laughs> just an absolute so much crap like they you do that bombing mission and then you get to the main menu and it's like new drop and new outfit and like and like notices and like new rewards daily missions login rewards and like I haven't even I haven't even said everything that happened at the like I couldn't get to the menu for like five minutes. They're like, you've got a free draw, pull a draw, and you do it. And and Cloud does this, the the the, the like loot box opening animation for this is Cloud doing a really cool like slash animation against like an iron golem in an arena. Hell yeah! <laughs> and like that's kind of cool, but it also takes like thirty seconds. And God help me if I didn't put another hour into it today as well. <laughs> I like I don't I don't know about this game honestly <laughs> like going through the main content like once I got through all the bullshit mm-hmm. um and got back to doing missions like you know like I did all those pulls and they gave me like gold weapons for cloud and then I'm like upgrading them for some reason because I, I, I don't know if I should be doing that or holding onto my resources but I, I spend it and there's another pull and there's more swords and I start breaking down into the other edit I'm like, oh my god, okay, just get me back to the missions. Fucking hell. I go back to the mission, there's like it's they skip a lot of the in-between section of like between the reactor and then meeting Aerith. They skip all of that. There's none of the whispers stuff. So you're getting the main story of the main Final Fantasy VII game. Um but really fast. Like you don't even see Cloud jump on the train to go and then meet up with Barrett and the others in the train car go to Sector 7 slums, and then walk to 7th Heaven. It goes from Cloud fighting people on the street on at the top of Sector 7, and then end mission, start mission, and he's in 7th Heaven. He's in the, he's in the, he's in the bar. So right. they, just, they just cut. They just cut. They're just so fast into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, within 30 minutes, you'll have defeated the Airbuster and met Aerith, you know? Well, you got to... Um, <laughs> there's a lot of game to get through. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but, like, the whole point of the game is it's, like, this, like, condensed, like, conglomeration kind of thing. And and after that point, they introduce, like, oh, here you can do, uh, like, weapon... Like, they just call it, like, weapon upgrade runs, which is just, like, generated random battles for you to get resources from. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then there's a, there's a beach event where you can unlock... Like Beach Tifa in a bikini with shirtless act, but with a wet shirt as well. Like they went like double, like double ogle shirtless act, <laughs> shirtless act, which is which is good fun and also a callback to Crisis Core. And it's just like there's um there's also uh there's <sighs> th- there's a Red Thirteen one as well. <laughs> yeah, there is. He's in like a he's in like a shirt. Like yeah. it's 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 funny, but like ah uh, man. It's it's a it's a lot. Yeah. It's so much. It's so so much. And and the bit that is like was like the most interesting to me was the like condensed way to experience Crisis Core story or the uh Dirge of Cerberus story. And like 
It's just, I, it's just a lie. <laughs> it's just not true it at all. It is just a lie because the combat is not that interesting. The music isn't as good as Remake. The the gameplay segments in between the combat are really, really brief and truncated. And there's just too much bullshit on the on the top layer. I um I might play it a couple more times, but I think that that'll probably be it for me, which is a shame. I, I we've been looking forward to it for a while. Are you looking forward um, to seeing Young Sephiroth? Yeah, yeah. You, I saw his illustration in the loading screen once. Oh, you should see his 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 launch the launch trailer. Looks cool. I I no, I did I did see that, right. but like I didn't internalize it. That's the other thing. Any anything that's voiced, which isn't much, but it's all in Japanese, which is like not that's not like. That's not necessarily a knock. I just know it doesn't do much for me. Right. I would prefer to hear it in English. And yeah. Like it the the thing that I'm most struck by is it they clearly saw Final Fantasy VII Remake and they were like, let's use these assets. And so, like literally when you start the Final Fantasy VII campaign or whatever, it's just the opening from seven remake it's literally the same it's just the same and like video file even of like cloud getting off the train and then it's like a hard cut to chibi and it's like okay and also all the battle sequences that it's the it's the assets for cloud like all of their like so many of their weapons and their their gear like tifa's gloves their weapons that you already got in seven remake like Aerith's mithril rod or um tifa's like purple rain gloves like they're identical. They're the same assets. And like, fair enough, do that. But also the battles you can just set to auto battle and fast forward. So like, right, okay. <laughs> so, so like, even the bit that might be the most engaging, you could just turn into a, a like a, just a, a, a factory, a, like a, a resource generation factory. So yeah. There's a I kind of good conscious recommend this to anyone, unless you like gacha games. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a tweet here which is part of a translation from a, um, a game watch logo uh, uh, article rather uh, interview with Nomura, where okay. it says uh, Nomura said the initial plan for Ever Crisis was to only include the original Final Fantasy VII, but he thought it would be more interesting to be able to play the entire series from the beginning. Uh, the quote is originally the initial process for Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis was to only include the original Final Fantasy VII when the project came to me and that was the plan but I thought it would be I thought it would end the story of Final Fantasy VII there would be no future expansions or surprises so I thought it wouldn't it be more interesting to be able to play the entire series from the beginning and it was decided based on my quote reckless behavior (laughs) offhanded comment Uh, completely blew out the scope of the game they're like fuck we gotta put three games in here now personally one of the reasons was also my strong desire to cut to recover before crisis um final Fantasy seven which currently is no environment to be played before crisis what is that uh it's the the ds one wasn't it or was it a different mobile one it's one of the ones included it's what's before crisis is in ever crisis I thought that was just Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, no, Dirge of Cerberus was a PSP one. Oh, maybe that's the third one then. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, because there's, yeah, that was, because, because that was the weird thing, because they kind of went, like, because they went. They said there's going to be five games in this in the reveal trailer, didn't they? Wasn't Advent Children included in that? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah, like but, which, five which, properties. Yeah, yeah. Because the there's weird, only three right now. The weird thing about Final Fantasy VII is it goes Final Fantasy VII, 
Advent Children, Before yeah. Crisis, Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, Ever Crisis. Right. And they're all different versions of prequels and sequels. Yeah, but they also go A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> is the other thing that's weird. Is yeah, Advent, right. yeah. Before Crisis, Dirge, Ever. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Fuck off. I hate that. I hate that so much. Did you not know this? No, I didn't know this. That's some Del Toro Quest bullshit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, uh, it's cute, but like, I'm I, not seven years old. I love Nomura so much with my whole heart. He's so fucking funny. I'm trying to think if there's anything more. I don't think there was anything more. Uh, well, not all of those are in the game yet. No. Which is fascinating. And like, in terms of playable characters... And that's, sorry, Rebirth was the one that blew everything out. Like, Rebirth was the one well, that... Remake. Uh, well, no, because Remake is just, yeah, like, I, well, I guess, but like, yeah. Well, but I suppose... Yeah, now, they're, now they're doing like triple R, probably. Yeah, yeah, it'll be Remake, Rebirth, and... Revenge, or... Reawaken. Yeah. I don't have any funny R names, so I'm just going to leave it there. Really good. Anyway... <laughs> Like I said, I can't really recommend it to anyone unless you like gacha games or you really like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to throw it to a break. And when we come back, we've got a topic of the show for you. It's a game of the year ranking for 2013. We're going to go through the best games of the, that year that we played. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been, man, we've been talking about all kinds of crap. Mm. Uh, we talk about Frostpunk. We're talking about, uh, I, I had a little bit of cake. Uh, uh, uh. It, it's, it's very funny every time you, <laughs> you, you bring in the break and you talk about the stuff that anybody who was listening to this episode after the fact will not be able to hear. Well, yeah, but it's like a, you know, it's like a, you know, oh, if that sounds interesting to you, if you like, if you like it when we go on Star Wars tangents and you want to hear that more, you should watch us live and join us during the, 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 the break and the post-show and the pre-show because it happens surprisingly frequently. Frostpunk and cake. <laughs> and um, other things. And other things. Oh, Kerry, the other day, not to, not to just, you said the magic words. When I sent you that. <laughs> I told you. When I sent you that. I said. When I sent you that screen cap from the latest Ahsoka episode, yeah. and then I told you what it meant, and you like, yeah. and I just said no, full stop. Yeah, you like fully freaked out at at the implications of it. So funny. That shows not good. <laughs> who was I seeing? Who um, was it? Uh, was it um, who who I saw on Twitter who was saying they were, they were enjoying three and four more than they liked one and two episodes of Ahsoka? That is, is it um Dan Golding? I want to say on Twitter. Right. Still saying that the writing was leaden, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was enjoying three, three and four is sort of a live action rebels kind of take. Yeah, like it, it is, but it's also like yeah, it's it's still it's like it look it's better than one and two, but also holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've got I don't book. know when or if I'll ever watch that show, and <laughs> I'm like not sad about it. I mean, like, look, if you want to. If you want to keep up to date with the Dave Filoni Star Wars movie that's going to come out um, in in about three years, what's that going to be? What's that called? Uh, it it doesn't have a name officially, but it's probably just going to be called Heir to the Empire. Um, 
heir to the empire which is that's a good name that's it, a good star wars name it, it, it's a good star wars name it's it, it's a book that that he's 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 lifting a lot of the ideas from because it's the, 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 like like in in a not not in a not in a no 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 in like a comic book adaptation kind of lift yeah. yeah yeah in a like this book is no longer canon but like he's lifting a lot of the ideas from that and then adapting it into his own his own new stories um Right, it's, right, right, right. It's like Thrawn's like Thrawn stuff. Yeah, like like Thrawn is known as the heir to the Empire. Like they've said it, I think maybe twice in in the last two series. I think they said it in Mandalorian, or if I they do love that 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 whole like arc is already muted by the fact that Thrawn's nowhere near Episode Seven, Eight, or Nine. Uh yeah, but like. Like, I mean, look, I don't care. Like, that's fine. Like, you, you're going to break prequels about things. Like, I didn't... Do you care about Andor? Like, like even though he dies in Rogue One? Like, of course. No, but that's different. That's a good show. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but also, like, it's the thing of, like, I don't, I don't care necessarily about Grogu going with Luke Skywalker because I know Grogu's not in, like, the Jedi... Well, well, we didn't, but, um, you know, Grogu's not in the Jedi Temple when, like, that all goes bad. We don't know with, that. Uh, with Ben Solo. No, we, we don't, but, like, we like we could assume now, knowing their actions, with Mendo Season 3. He's one of the Knights of Ren. <laughs> Remember when... <laughs> Remember when, in Season 2 of Mandalorian, he has to learn to let go of, of, his, of his son, of his adopted son, and then between Seasons 2 and 3 of Mandalorian in a different show... He just goes and readopts him. He just takes him back. And so season three starts and Grogu's just back. And then on top of that, they double down in that season and then they re-bring him into this cult. Yep. And then give him a different name. Yep. Ugh. Anyway, Air of the Empire. <laughs> anyway. Uh, coming to a theater near you in 2026. Um, Fuck. Uh, they've apparently gonna they're, they're gonna apparently put the fifth episode of Ahsoka in select theaters around around the United States. I heard States. that. Is that because it's meant to be amazing or like? Uh, I mean, like, I doubt it, but like, uh, fucking, I have no idea. Some revelation, some big deal thing, do you think? Well, so like the thing that I was like, maybe this character might be Starkiller. Um, that character just died, which was really funny. Oh, yeah. I also heard that that character was just that character, right? Yeah. Which like, you know what? Good. Yeah. But also. Agreed. I can like, you know, who the fuck knows? Start star killed <laughs> hey let's stop talking about star wars so let's talk about 2013 instead we're gonna do uh one of our recurring segments here where we go back we look back at years gone by we look at the the, the games that have come out within a certain 12 month period which we call a year <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this one's called 2013 this from july year, to july <laughs> <laughs> July 15th to July 14th. <laughs> no, uh, hey, we're going to rank the games in terms of our personal preferences that came out in 2013. Our personal games of the year, game of the years, games of the year from 2013. Um, we're talking about this. There's there's one we'll get to pretty quickly here. That's like, you know, games that we didn't play when they came out, but they are 2013 games. Obviously, yeah, I like that. Um, they're, they're, they're valid. They are part of that this conversation. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of all it's kind of up to up in the open. Jeremy, I've got I've just had a thought. Carry. Journey came out after Flower, right? Yes. Journey came out on the PS3. Yes. In like 2012. Yes. 
So Flower can't have come out in 2013. That is correct. So why was it on the 2013 Metacritic best rated games list? Because it got re-released onto the PlayStation 4. Right. So we're probably not including Flower in our list. I no, no, yeah. No. Despite the despite it making onto our both of our shortlists. So. Yeah, like I like I just like I I just put together my shortlist and then I removed some in my head. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, like it, yeah. it made my honorable No, it was it was it was more than my honorable mention. It was up in there, but um Yeah, because so uh, it's not a twenty thirteen game. <laughs> Yeah, um, if you own it was it was it was a backwards compatible PS3 to PS4 game, which is why. Yeah, but surely not in the that wasn't a launch game. Like I know when they when they came it, through it with was, Flower and Journey and Flow that like it was really close. It was really, really? close. Yeah. Metacritic Flower PS4. Let's see what the release date says here. I remember because uh, one of the reviews that I read for that because I was like, oh, maybe I give it a go, and then and then one of the reviews yeah, was November like November twenty thirteen. Holy shit! Yeah, one of the reviews I read, which is weird that I can remember a review from twenty thirteen, but like one of the reviews I read was like, yeah, like look, you've already owned it, like you already own it, which I was like, great. And then the review said like somehow they managed to make that game look even better, <laughs> and I right. was like, amazing, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So. Uh, one of the reasons why you thought this would be a good one for today as well is because, you know, we're coming up towards, well-ish, you know, we're in the final third of the year. But uh, we've, said it, we've said it before and we'll say it again. It's a completely stacked year for games this year. And so it's interesting to go back and look at one of the more recent years of very stacked games. Ten years ago, to be precise, 2013 was full of some absolute all-timers. Um, and so we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, it, it, it's funny to have this year for for games, and we're also having a very similar year for movies. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it feels a little bit like the 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 run out of the COVID slump. You know what I mean? It, it kind of, but yeah, but it's also like one of those things where like eventually all the planets spin around, and they will eventually then all line up. Yeah, every 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 ten or so years, where like is this is this two planets are lining up with with video games and movies lining up or is it that like there's like there's like 10 planets and five of them are movies and five of them are video games and they're all lining up well it's like i think it's like there's like 30 games (laughs) (laughs) and there's about like six six planets but then but then june 2 got delayed and so that one then went out of sync and is going to come around early early next year um (laughs) asteroid hit it yeah but like we've got like 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 a, a a new Michael Mann movie. There's a new Scorsese movie. We've had a new Nolan movie. Um, like it's it's just we're 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 eating good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Barbie was a big deal. Barbie was a was a really big deal. We had another Spider Verse this year, which was which was a banger. I still need to see that. Yeah. yeah yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, there, there's more that I'm not remembering right now, but like there's plenty of really good movies this year. And, mm. and it looks like there'll be even more. So I uh, look forward to Minimap Cast number 872, where we rank the games from 20, the movies from 2023, 10 years in the past. Look forward to that 10 years in the future. I would love that. Um, for now, let's rank the games 10 years from the past from today. Uh, I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple here. Gone Home is here because mm-hmm. uh, that game's pretty fun. And a very good walking sim and a good bit of LGBTQ representation in the game space and a, and a great little indie. Um, it never really hit me as hard as 
uh, it hit other people. I, you know, that game's about, you know, discovering sexuality and, and, you know, that's not necessarily something I've ever had to do. So maybe it's just, that's why it didn't hit so hard for me, but it's still a wonderful story told wonderfully. Um, and yeah, so that's there. And uh, Battlefield 4 is here as well. That was a game I was really looking forward to and put it into my computer and it hardly ran. And I suffered through it for a lot of times anyway, through a lot of crashes and a lot of overheating and a lot of blue screens. And eventually when I updated my computer in 2015, I first thing I loaded up was Battlefield 4. Yeah, nice. Yes! I, I, I love it when when you've got a game that's like, like you've bought it and it and it doesn't run very well, but you know you've got an upgrade just on the horizon, and you're so oh, this excited. This was like this was like eighteen months after oh, this okay. game came right, out. Right. That, that's because I didn't have a job when this game came out. Right. Um, uh, my honorable mentions um, are Grand Theft Auto Five um, mm-hmm. because it's you know one of the uh, it is it is perhaps the the largest game to have ever been made. <laughs> um, that's why it's on your honorable mentions well like it's it, it's a feat of you know like like it, it is both large and also quite deep in a lot of ways like in its you know in it in its world in its simulation in its story in its characters in its presentation all that stuff like it's it, a very impressive game yeah yeah like as a as a feat this the size of that game is is impressive just the fact that it it works in the way that it does um and my other honorable mention um, is XCOM. The, the, the enemy within was it? Uh, enemy unknown. Enemy unknown. That's enemy right. Unknown. Um, that game is so fucking cool. <laughs> that is a really yeah. That's one that completely missed me, and I know that basically everyone who played it loves it. It's really good. You could go back mm. now, and that game would still hold up. I feel. Yeah, totally. Um. It is it, like it. It was the the first one of those in a while. I want to say there might have been XCOM games before. Um, there were ancient XCOM games. Yeah. yeah. Um. It sort of repopularized the the turn based like tactical sh- like type of RPG. Mm. Um. At least in the in the in the tone that that we now associate XCOM with. Like we've had games like Gears Tactics since. Mm. We've had games like Final Fantasy Tactics in the past um, and now the like Triangle Strategy as well. But like the, like the, like this type of game, like, well, it's rather um, XCOM Enemy Unknown repopularized this type of that tactical shooter. Um, yeah. Of that like cover based percentage based chance. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's really good. Um, I've and also like permadeath and yeah 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 and you've got like your know, upgrades and and you really get to know like your team and stuff anyway like it's it it's a banger it's an absolute banger. So history of the I don't know if we want to go this deep but here we are the history of the franchise the first one, the first game came out was called UFO Enemy Unknown which is funny it's the same subtitle mm-hmm. also known as XCOM UFO Defense which would be another territory. Right. Um, there were six games in that initial XCOM series which is X com. Mm-hmm last one coming out in 2001 and then when they revitalized the series with enemy unknown in 2012 uh they removed the dash and it was xcom one word uh and there were five or six games in that with dlc and a couple of mobile games yeah, uh, right. in there uh yeah 
Yeah, it it rules, and also like the the voiceover. I don't know how much you've seen that game, but the voiceover every time you go back to your base is this really cool, like gruff but like sultry like commander. Like it's it's really yeah, good. really nice. good. like sort of like Handler Walter kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, it, like it, like in, in between, but in a different setting. In between Handler Walter and the Arbiter, and but like the best Ooh. of both of those. Oh yeah. hello! <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like a, he's, like he's got a sexy voice, like the Arbiter, but also he's got that kind of like authoritative, like, like six two one. I've got a job for you, like you know, to the point yeah. kind of thing. He's not. So what kept? He, he's what not kept, poetic. Sure, sure. What kept XCOM out of your top three? I, I think the other games are just like even better. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. Is that it for your honorable mentions, or do you want to give a, a do you want to give some flowers to Flower? Ah, oh, like like uh, that, I mean, always. But. Yeah, always. Like Flower is a PS3 game to me, but yeah, yeah, totally. Me too. Um, all right. Well, my I'm gonna I'm gonna say my my third pick here is The Last of Us, and that's because for me, I we we're talking about this as we were putting this together before the show. I feel like my my listing of The Last of Us here is quite conditional because I actually never played this version of the game. Like, I only ever played a 60... Well, I guess it wasn't 60 on PS4, but I only ever played a well, much been. more high resolution... Depends on if you did the which graphics mode. Yeah, but when it came out, it didn't have graphics mode. On PS4? It was just the PS... It was just the PS4 version. It didn't have a. It didn't have a. Yes, it did. It had a, a frame it, or resolution mode, did it? Yeah, it had a. It had a good lighting or or bad lighting mode. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Um. So yeah, I like I. I've never played the PS3 version of the game. It, it, um, it doesn't matter. Well, you, like as someone who has who has played the both PS3 and PS4 version of the I, game, I understand they are very like that. It's the same game. Yes. It's just it just feels off for me. I don't. It, I don't it, know. It's, why. It, it, I, I know it's, it's it feels a bit pedantic, but I, either way, um, the Last of Us is great. Having played it three times in the last year on the on the remake, um, <laughs> um, this first game is really, really, really good. I love what it says. I love how it says it. I like the characters. I like the journey. I like the story. I like the combat. I like the resources. I like the setting. I like the zombies. I think it's really, really cool and really well done. And one of Naughty Dog's best, even after all the hyperbole. Um, it it just is. Yeah, like I I it is on my list as well. Um, uh, I played it the day it came out on PS3. I played it again on PS4, and I played it again on PS5. Um, mm. uh, I think I think at that time, uh, it was like astounding. I think it has got some age to it. Definitely. Um. Which is not necessarily a negative. Um, In the same way that like Uncharted one and two do, you know, like it just happens. Yeah, like I, I, they I th- move, they move past what made it so unique at the time. But but I, I think it like I I, I do wonder. There's, actually, this is not this is not the discussion for this. Um, <laughs> the like like there's another discussion about about thinking about last of us as a classic that is that is not a discussion that i want to have right now but um yeah no like like in in 2013 even now like it's still a really excellent game that you can have a blast in from the beginning to the end um uh especially on the ps3 like it it was one of if not the best looking ps3 game um it 
was a really it was a feat for that console um mm. in in a lot of ways um i have the collector's edition somewhere which came with like the the fucking survival velcro pack thing um right yeah um yeah no it's a it's it is a certified banger of a of a video game mm-hmm. yep yep hard to go wrong with it yeah unless you don't like violence or zombies <laughs> <laughs> uh next on my list we have assassin's creed 4 black flag one this this game is probably up there it's probably the second most played assassin's creed game for me next to assassin's creed 2 yeah maybe the um, last truly excellent assassin's creed game yeah i think i could i could stand by that you know had a good time with unity origins and odyssey are kind of their own thing origins is quite good but um black flag is such a certifiable hit it's so good um such a such a fun setting you know like it was it was fun when assassin's creed originally came out it was like oh a, a historical setting the crusades or oh the renaissance so uh, uh like like that was cool yeah but like they didn't they didn't have fun with it for a, in in the ac3 times um it was it was quite serious and quite and like, also they had to like wrap up Desmond's story and like they, this, it was when they started having their identity crisis basically. Yeah. Um, and AC, AC4, I still maintain is a bit of a weird left turn. It, it is part of that identity crisis, but it works in this game. And you know, it, their, their crisis continued to turn that series into something that they're only just returning to its roots now. And I doubt it will ever be anything like what it used to be, but Man, what a turn it was! Like it, it just worked. They nailed it. Yeah. Uh, the 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 beautiful colors of the Caribbean, the the laissez-faire attitude of Edward, and his story was quite good. To you know how he he goes from caring not at all about anything, like the the not even just the the of the ocean, but also the the colors of the of the sand and the rocks and the and the ferns and the pine pine like the palm trees and. <laughs> you get having all of those different islands you can go to the ship combat and the shanties and all the collectibles you go to. I 100% of that game twice because it was just, it was just so fun to be in that world, to play as, to go through the story, to just play that game and to go through the checkboxing. It wasn't too big, but it was not too small. Very, 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 very good Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Like that was go back. Honestly, yeah, I think that I think that I don't know as if it will be as fun going back to it now at least at the beginning because it's it's got kind of a like all of those games had really slow beginnings. There there's a lot of like tutorialization yeah. like you had to like a like you had to a, a port and you, there's a lot of walk talking and then there's like teaching. Just just remember Jeremy this this is this is me. I know, but like, like I used to play Assassin's Creed two after I one hundred percent of it. I no, just like, used to start it up and run around. I, I know, but like, it takes you a while before you get to the point where you can run around. Is what I mean. Like, there's like mm. a good like four hours mm. where there's just kind of a lot of slow bits. Um, mm. That was the issue with starting every single Assassin's Creed game. Was always oh, especially like especially Unity. God. Well, like I haven't, I haven't even played Unity, but like for a long time it was all the slow shit with Desmond, and then for a long time it was all the slow shit of like, okay, now here's how to sit on a bench and you know go up to this person and knife them in the back, and then 
And there was there was and here's when your family dies. Yeah, and and here's and we're back to the to to the new day again and and all that stuff. Like, there's except a, now you're a voiceless, faceless protagonist. Yeah, who is incredibly still more likable than Desmond Miles. So like, no, that's false. You no, take that back. I will not. I will not. Killing Desmond was the worst mistake they ever made for that series. <laughs> no, it isn't. Not um, the worst. When it was one, it's up there. Um, you know they brought him back. I know. Um. Yeah, like, I think that there's a lot of, like, starting those games now, it's not quite as exciting. But, like, once you get there, like, the game rules. Like, I loved, I loved Black Flag. I, I almost, um, I almost 100% of that game. Um, I have, I had the collector's edition for a very long time. I had the big statue of, of Edward Kenway on the, swinging off the, the, off the rope, off the rope. Did you fight the legendary ships in the corners of the map? I did. The Man of Wars. Excellent. Awesome. They should make a game about that. <laughs> oh yeah, like the, the ship combat. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good idea. You reckon yeah. Ubisoft's got the, the bandwidth for it? Oh, I reckon that there's probably a company somewhere that they so there's a there's a country somewhere that they can get the local federal yeah, government. Yeah, they can get like a community like a like a local grant or something to fund the studio, to fund the project. And it you know, there's probably a contract somewhere that they can sign, which means that, you know, they have to release it no matter what. But like, you know, the game's gonna be such a such a slam dunk that I'm sure mm. it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I think they closed beta was like two weekends ago. Yeah, the they're, they're doing a little bit of um like some influencer marketing for it sometime soon. So I reckon we'll see it early next year. Remember last PAX when you went to see a presentation for it and it had a release date and now we're coming up to next PAX and the game hasn't come out and it doesn't have a release date. I do remember that, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your next game? <laughs> My next game is Link Between Worlds. The Legend mm. of Zelda Link Between Worlds. Um, they oh, the Zelda game I really need to play next. They they made a sequel to the greatest Legend of Zelda game. And it also fucking whips. <laughs> uh Link Between Worlds is a sequel to Link to the Past. Um it is it is it is so good. It it is such a tremendous game. Um I often I like to clown on everybody that gets excited whenever Nintendo re re releases one of their old games and brings it to the Switch and charges them full price. I, I shall be the clown when when this <laughs> happens. The clown shall be I. I shall be the one. The Joker is me. Yeah. The, the the clown shall be me when I when I pay full price for a remake of this game. Yeah. Um because I because it is it is just it is just so good. Um yep the all of the different mechanics are so like all of the new mechanics in this game are so cool there's a lot of really wonderful um uh depth puzzles they they do in the game fucking around with like the 3d the 3d mode and being able to see like actually feel like you're like in a level above the level that 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 you've just gone through as you're going through different dungeons in that game and all of the hammers and different items that you've got all feeling like that. Like they really made like a Nintendo 3DS video game mm-hmm. in um, Link Between Worlds, um, as well as the the weird like go around the corners of objects link yeah. thing. Um, it's it's so good. It's such a good game. It's such a 
like a 10 out of 10. I really need to play it. I, yeah. I, you know, I played the first 20 minutes of it sometime this year and just didn't, it didn't grab me, but I, I need to give it longer than that, obviously. I, um, you know, you mentioned something just then about how, you know, the 3D effect worked really well with the different like layers um, in the game. And I'm struck by how Nintendo was so chronically trying to justify their own products with their games. Yeah. Um, which is like not an unreasonable thing to do, but sometimes the things they put in their products were unreasonable. <laughs> and so like, you know, you get things like, um, uh, you get things like in Metroid prime, uh, you have to like, to, to like start up your ship, you have to like pull out the, the, like the reactor and turn it. And, and you have to like touch things on a thing with, with the motion controls and then like twist and go yeah. and like, and it's cool, but it's like not necessary, right? No, of course and, not. And it has me thinking a bit more about uh, games that are so classic from this generation, from the Switch generation. And they're games that stand on their feet despite that stuff. You know what I mean? Or rather, like without even without even trying to jam any of that stuff down your throat, like they just do things that are good for the game with whatever tools they have available to them. There's gyro controls for Splatoon. Great, that's great. And there's things you could do in Mario, like you take screenshots. Oh, that's interesting. And then you can, you find the go to the gallery, and then you look at the what, the, what, whatever. Yeah. And there's there's none of that like, you know, oh, put your 3D glasses on now kind of moment. You know, like the justify your own purchase of this game with this media that's here to justify why you were here in the first place. There's this great puzzle in um, Phantom Hourglass, which like at the very beginning of the game, you get like a you get like like a map mm. and you have your notebook and mm. you have to uh, transplant the map onto your notebook. And the way that the way you do it on the Nintendo DS is the map gets put on the top screen and your notebook's on the bottom screen and you're playing the, the DS open like that and you have to close the console and reopen it and then the map has been transplanted onto oh your notebook. Oh my god, I love that. It's so cute and also if you forget that, then you cannot make progress in that game. Yep, 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 yep. Because yep. they tell it to you literally once and then if you yep. come back to that game, you're like, what am I meant to do here? I've pressed every single button. There's nothing for me to do. And, and also... It's funny when games do that. Like, there's a moment in Starfield where they, t they, they tell you at the very start how to turn on your flashlight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they never tell you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so it becomes a thing. I had someone ask me. They were like, "Hey, Dad, do you remember how to do that?" And it's like, "Yeah, no, you got to hold the scanner button." They're like, "Oh," yeah. and otherwise you're just stumbling around in dark caves or dark like closed down space stations. Well, the yeah. the like a bunch of DS emulators had to include a way to emulate closing the DS shell. Yeah, right. Because of that, like one <laughs> game and maybe like two others that used yeah, maybe it. Yeah. one or two others. Yeah. Yeah, because it also makes it go to sleep. So then, like, it's such a. There must have been. There must be like some certain function that like worked differently on it that yeah, maybe like, didn't make it go to sleep. Like, what? Well, like, it's probably just like upon resume or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, it's so funny. I know. But yeah, the DS, the Wii, the 3DS, and the Wii U all worked very hard to justify themselves. You know, it's like, oh, you could play Super Mario Brothers U and place. 
bounce like like obstacles or platforms on the screen with the touchpad of the gamepad. Well, like, it's like oh, well, like PS3 and Xbox, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One games had similar things, but they they were always different, right? It was the the introduction of the mobile companion apps. I think is the same oh. field, right? Remember, it was like you know, launch a missile Battlefield in your one. You could you could you could play the you could join a battlefield match as a commander and launch and you could you could direct where the squads should go yeah yeah and they could just ignore your commands because they were humans mm-hmm. and you could also occasionally occasionally launch cruise missiles yeah and um no fun to play against yeah yeah and in in tom they used to do in tom clancy games all the time though like like the the companion app was such a big thing i would love to do a deep dive into old companion apps Mm. Mac had a companion app, which was a match three puzzler, Whoa, which would give I don't, you. I don't hate that. You would it would give you more resources in the game, which was like one of the only enjoyable ways to get that platinum. <laughs> right. Okay. I bet the app shut down. Definitely. There's a uh, the the one the companion app I remember the most the, that I used the most was the Assassin's Creed Unity one, which was just bad. It was like. It was a it was a real time map, which was great because the the one in the game was just super laggy. Not oh, it was still laggy on my phone. Um, but there were there were chests you could only open by like finding them in in your app and like pressing a couple of buttons, and then you could open it in game. Uh, I spent way too much time in that app to do boring shit like that. And like you know, lest we forget the Fallout Four companion app, which was uh, the people. One of, that was that was one of the most ambitious and honestly one of the best like designed ones in yeah. terms of like what it should be able to do wasn't really more useful than just doing it in the game but a cool idea no, because instead of pulling up the inventory screen you just put the controller down and pick up your phone yeah it's you, like the same action you would pause the game <laughs> yeah and so you didn't get like mauled to death by a rad roach yeah yeah i always remember when um did you ever see that i think i posted on slow-mo guys but you ever see gavin prank dan by by just using the app and and just dropping all of his health packs yeah yeah or just changing (laughs) guns and yeah yeah uh so my final game on the list here is the stanley parable um i think maybe my favorite it's pretty close between that one and assassin's creed 4 um and again, probably only because the last was I'm, I'm putting here in like a technicality kind of weird way. But Stanley Parable has a has a has a a, a, a permanent place in my heart. Um, yeah. I have a soft spot for it in my heart. What's the phrase that I'm looking for? Soft spot. I have a soft spot for it. Yeah. Is it in my heart or is it just a soft spot? I think it's just a soft spot. It's just a soft spot. Okay, I yeah. have a soft. You have a soft heart for it. I have my heart is soft for the Stanley Parable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. What? What a what a fun game! Like, I I feel like you kind of saw a few other things like that from Crow, Crow, Crows 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 in the intervening years. What was that? That really small one was it? Accounting or um um that I, really I, I small like demo one? Yeah, yeah, accounting. Yeah. yeah. And and then they did they did one which was like a like a one hour demo and they did a VR thing and like that sort of irreverent um, self-referential fourth ball breaking funny narrator. Yeah. Like it did kind of play itself out in a way a little bit um, and was never quite as good as what happened with the Stanley parable. Like it kind of only did, it, it kind of only hit as good as it hit that first time. 
I um I'm, I'm I just went on the Crows 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 website. Um, at the bottom it says copyright 2014 to 2022 in all capitals. Please don't steal. <laughs> <laughs> they I should go back to the Ultra Deluxe whatever the the new version they released last year. They added content to the Stanley Parable. I, I did see that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that game is so fun. Yeah. So 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 fun. Like kind of no matter how you play it, mm-hmm. all the, the like the the way where the the different versions of that game where you play it and you go down a corridor a certain way and 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 you start playing out how Stanley had a a panic attack and you you find him dead on the street after he had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. as if like all of that was made up but then you wake up in that same area and it's not made up and it's all happening again and you can follow the lines and you can disobey the narrator and you can continue to disobey the narrator and it's it's so 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 fun yeah yeah it's... in like a in like a the cake is a lie portal writing kind of way kind of like, oh, yeah. but like i think i think it was it but was a bit it, yeah it was a bit better than that because it wasn't just like how like also random it was very much like it was the point yeah, but it was also like, it was like intensely surreal. Like, and and mm. and and they played off of that, and things didn't just feel like it wasn't just funny. Like things were wrong, and everything yes. felt incorrect and uncanny, and like you were just seconds away from actually figuring out what was going on. Mm. but you were actually and then just, you're back to the start of the loop yeah but but then you go back and you turns out there's a whole nother layer above that right like yeah or once you've done it enough times the same steps don't do the same thing anymore and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. what a what a fun puzzle i never felt like i i got there with it i never feel felt like i no i never finished like, it either. i like i wrapped on stanley parable i just kind of like didn't know what else to do after a certain point. Yeah. And I think that's maybe its biggest flaw is that like, it's hard for it to like deliver, but it's kind of the point in that it's not there to give you like a linear A to B resolution. So like it feeds into the thesis of the game quite well. Ah, what a good game. What, what, what a good game. My final game. Hit Hit me with your best shot, Jeremy. Papers, please from papers please that is not on your list it's not on my list like i said i'm just going on vibes um you misled me papers please from lucas pope 2013 uh one of the most memorable memorable games i have ever played probably will ever play uh jeremy would it surprise you to know that i've played that game and didn't much care for it really yep i thought uh, to me papers please is like like an all-timer i think and for, and for so many people yeah and i don't i don't i don't uh yeah I, I'm, I'm not here to discourage anyone from thinking that it's just uh yeah yeah, yeah. Pa- papers please to me it's like it, it's interesting because like it's i think it's it's fun to play um it's not it's fun to ruin people's lives well like but like it you know like as in like the gameplay loop is engaging is what i mean by it's fun to play like yeah. i'm not sitting here like smiling as i'm, as I'm doing it <laughs> denied yeah um <laughs> Yeah. Which, which I think is interesting because it's it's like that plays into its its narrative of like you're doing work like mm. and the work is engaging enough that you know how to do the work and you're you get good at it and it's mm. interesting to get good at that kind of game or good at that kind of task even and it's got a wonderful dichotomy of I'm very good at my job but my job is actually terrible which mm-hmm. is fascinating. And, I, and mm-hmm. I think that there are not many video games 
and not many game designers that do that. And I think that Lucas Pope is one of the one of them that does and and understands how to toe that line and understands how to make it make it this incredible piece of media that yeah. that allows you to think about why I'm taking pride in my work, even though it is a somewhat villainous of work. Um, Lucas Pope looks like a pirate. <laughs> He's got like a Johnny Depp. Like, like, uh, what's his character's name? He, he looks. Um, he doesn't know. He doesn't look like a pirate. He looks like a musketeer. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, Jack Sparrow. He's got like a Jack Sparrow facial hair thing going on. Kinda. Um. But like on 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 to, on top of that, like papers, please. Also dealing with like these really intense themes. Like I think that there are so few games that that can be this intelligent. Because so mm. many games need to be much more commercial than, um, like, and the moment you are commercial, the moment you can't do something like this, um, which is just fascinating. Like, and like every time I th- I see a game that's like somewhat inspired by Paisley, like I know there's there's like another like three D like border control game that's come out semi recently that a bunch of content creators have been playing, and I think that that game is like stupid. Yeah. Um, Water control. Well, like, but like, I, like that game is like is like from what I've seen, I've not played it. From what I've seen, that game is not the same level of intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. It is like you can, you know, like you, you know, you can like whack people and you can throw a grenade and all that stuff, and it like it, it becomes like a like a dumb video game. Whereas, you know, Wild Papers Please is not. Yeah, like I said, it's not fun. Like I'm not sitting here like happy to do this but it is so like that's the point of it it is so direct in that in that yeah. way it's it's a it's a it's a masterpiece of a game mm. um as as is basically everything lucas pope does <laughs> yeah yeah he hasn't done much since that playdate game he made after Oberdin, but i'm very excited for whatever comes next from him well like the mars, I mean, he's, after, he's... mars after midnight is his next playdate is the playdate game that that's his next game right oh it hasn't come out yet no oh okay my bad yeah no no he's, he's, he's still working on it i also saw i was just going through his twitter then and it looks like he did a complete engine rewrite of papers please yes. recently yeah he did yeah and he said i expect it to fix old problems and introduce new ones in equal measure yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's quite funny um yeah because miles after midnight was finally playable at whatever the most recent PAX was, PAX West, I think. Um, PAX West, yeah. yeah um, which is exciting um, that there's another Lucas Pope game coming out. That is just an exciting thing to be able to say, that there's another game from Lucas Pope. Yeah, I don't like that it's on such a weird console that I'm definitely not going to buy. <laughs> you should buy that thing. It's cool. I'm not buying a Playdate or an Analog Pocket. They're very different consoles. They're too expensive for something I'm going to use twice. Why? No, what? You get, a, you get a new game every week on the Playdate. You use it every week. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you have one, Jeremy? Uh, no, but that's only because I just didn't have the money. I would have. Okay. Do we know someone who does have one? Ollie. Ollie's got one, right? Yep. It's great. Hey, what, do, you, do you know how often he uses it? He's brought it to work almost every day. Okay, well, fair enough. I, I lost that battle. Yep. <laughs> you, you seem My point like, has been squashed. You seem like actively defensive against against buying a Playdate. And I, and I, and uh, I, I, just, I just know I'm not going to play it. Oh. Uh, 
Oh, I, think... I just know I'm gonna I'm gonna use it twice. Probably not enjoy it that much, and not use it again. Why would you not enjoy it that much? Because it's just a little like Game Boy screen, and I would rather play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, but you know, do you know how how the how the 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 yeah there's like 50 you buy it and you get like a year pass and they send you a new game every week and it's got to crank on it and like that's it <laughs> yeah but like you say that's it as if that's not like a, a kind that's not of... enough for me it's not appealing oh, you, you seem very upset at the concept of this thing <laughs> i'm not upset i'm just like i don't think it i don't think i thought i i, I guess i thought this was a relatively justifiable uh opinion and i feel challenged and <laughs> And I am defending myself because if my opinion on games is wrong, then I must be a bad person and I'm not a bad person, Jeremy. Anyway, welcome to my Twitter rant. Yeah. Um, that was the heavy dose of sarcasm there, everyone, in case you couldn't tell. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, no, it, I think it's neat. I think it's just too much money and I wouldn't use it. Right. The, I, I'm, I'm very upset that I don't have one and I'm, I'm, I'm very upset that I haven't been able to to... You could buy one and have it arrive in 2025. Yeah, like I, I think like they they they're getting faster. Get stuck in the Suez Canal. In the <laughs> I, I think that they're getting faster at being shipped at the moment, um, mm. which which is good because like I've I've been been thinking about it. There's 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 already 25 games on there. Um, so. Did it only? It didn't only release half a year ago. Uh, I think so. I thought it's been out for like 18, 24 months. I don't think so. Oh my god! I'm, it, it's, I'm... It's, it's it's been shipping for one year, exactly one year. Yeah, release release date April eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Right. Okay, that makes more sense. That's like nearly eighteen months. Okay, I'm not going crazy. Much. Um, right, Playdate rules and Lucas Pope rules and Papers Please. Lucas rules. Pope does rule and so does Oberdin and Papers Please and Stanley Parable and The Last of Us and Link Between Worlds and XCOM and Flower and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Most of those games came out in 2013 and it was an excellent year. What game didn't come out in 2013? Oberdin. Oh, sorry. Right. I forgot that you were. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the consoles came out. Xbox One and PS4 came out. Yeah, like I was going to... The only like launch games that we mentioned was Battlefield 4 and I was playing it on PC and uh, Assassin's Creed 4 and I was playing that on PC too. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, look, I, I was going through a list of things that happened in in 2013 in, in video games. And like, realistically, aside from the new generation of consoles... Yeah. it 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 was It was not a big year in terms of like news no um, i mean it was it was that every like one to two months we'd have an update from one manufacturer or the other or both yeah um and then e3 was huge and then it was like oh hands-on with the controllers and and like dead space previews uh, not dead space um d uh, dead rising previews and rise Summon of rome previews and all of that like yeah you like yeah Mac and kills own shadowfall <laughs> yeah exactly a knack yeah yeah yeah, so like, funny the PS4 yeah. like won the the, the, the like the launch <laughs> they with both... their their shitty launch lineup. They had nothing. They, they had one one banger game, which was Resogun. <laughs> yeah, and then Blacklight Retribution came out on it for free not soon, not not long after 
which was like fine. Yeah, it's yeah. But Xbox shat the bed so badly that it was good enough for them to be in first place. Yeah, they got uh, they Bradburyed it. Oh, and they and they got COD. They got the Call of Duty like one month multiplayer map early access thing that Xbox had had for the generation. Yeah. All right, everyone. It's time to go to bed. Time to go home. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like the, the it's like the Blackworks episode where it's like shops closed. Everybody get out. Goodbye. I have to do my tax. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Uh, except we're, we're much nicer than Bernard Black is, who is the owner, proprietor of the Black Books from the show Black Books. Um, that is the end of this episode, though, for the Minimapcast. Thank you so much for listening, making it all the way through here <laughs> through a surprising number of just very disjointed rants. I, I we appreciate your company. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out our next episode, which may have more or less disjointed rants, um, you can follow all of our socials at Minimapau to find out when we're next recording live. Uh, you can follow us individually as well. Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter and uh, all other places? At Obi1Jazz. You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24 or Blue Sky at KJPalmer. That's where I'm preferring to spend most of my socials time. Um, it's And then uh, other platforms, they're all different, so I don't remember them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're out there. Don't you worry. They're out there. It's just like the X-Files. Um, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else Minimap related, including the Minidisc Game Club podcast, uh, our latest written articles, um, our pecking order, pop culture kissability ranking podcast. Uh, it's all there for you. For those of you live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. We're going to go through some potential topics that we might go through in the coming weeks and months. Uh, for those of you listening later, uh, make sure to give us those positive ratings wherever you're listening to or watching us uh consider joining us next week if you're free on monday for the live show it's a really good time lastly you could support us on patreon if you choose to if you wanted to support us uh monetarily to help us keep the lights and mics on that's at that's over on patreon.com slash minimapau and for five australian bucks you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the minimap cast as well as some more benefits all while helping us out greatly we're gonna head off now have a good week everybody I think next week is Lies of P, maybe? I don't know. That's coming soon. Anyway, we'll see you next week. <laughs>